sausages will be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, where we bring you hot takes on commercial breaks. That's right, we are here to talk about TV commercials. Good ones and bad ones, and ones where people say weird shit, like this. Ma! Where are my football pants? My name is Andrew Walsh, I'm here with Genevieve Has. Hello, Veeves. Hi, Andrew. It's that time of year again, my friends. Yeah, it is. It kind of snuck up on us. It really did. I feel like the Super Bowl takes over more and more real estate every year on this show. We do a preview show, which we'll be doing today, talking about the uh, the ads and ad teasers that have come out ahead of the Super Bowl. We will see next week, or I guess this coming Sunday during the Super Bowl, exactly which of these aired as we saw them. Some might look like the full fully cooked commercials, but then when you see them on Super Bowl Sunday, they're a little bit different. Yeah. We have some teasers to share with you today. We have some teasers followed by the full commercials. That's weird. I don't know why the brands are releasing a teaser and then releasing the full commercial before the Super Bowl. Yeah. I, you know, I'm sure I'm sure there's like a whole, a whole set of, uh, there's a whole logic probably and like, and strategy to why you do it one way or 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 another way but i agree from just a consumer's perspective it seems odd to have a quote super bowl commercial be airing this week i feel like there's a comparison that my brain has been sort of weekly trying to make all day to like i don't know if it's the holiday season or what it is but it used to be like um it was the commercials that you saw during the Super Bowl, and now it's sort of like a season. It's sort yeah. of like, in fact, I want to start today. In fact, maybe we'll just we'll just get into this right now. I don't have any great theme music, so let's just get into this. Um, the first commercials I want to talk about are something that we talked about on the show already that we think are related to the Super Bowl in some way, but might not be. And in fact, one um, write-up I was reading about these even said, like, it sort of seems like it's just sort of, Super Bowl season adjacent. It's just a, just a time for big commercials, even if they don't actually air during the Super Bowl. Yeah, I do wonder, like, yeah, has has the because of the way streaming is and the way media is consumed now, has there been some sort of intent? Has it been so fragmented that the traditional idea of Super Bowl commercials is like losing coherence? That's what it f- feels like to me. Maybe the analogy I'm trying to make is like. Um, someone's birthday you know you used to have a birthday but then some people turn into birth weeks and then it's birth month you yeah know? they just keep on making everybody celebrate them maybe it's like this but it kind of works in our favor because you end up seeing some good commercials of course you know i, I don't want to be super cranky today and i don't think i need to be um but super bowl commercials often aren't my favorite commercials they a lot of them tend to be just big and epic for the sake of being big and epic and they lose they lose the idea that they're actually trying to make a statement yeah. <laughs> or communicate something, you know, or so that's be, a trap they fall into Or even into be sometimes. funny and memorable. Or be funny and memorable. And there, there are a few of those that I've seen. There's some really good stuff, though. I was in here. I think I yelled, um, I don't know if you heard me say, son of a gun, you did it again, Pluto TV. There's a Pluto <laughs> TV ad that we'll be playing kind of later in the show. It's kind of near the end of our list that is a front runner for me for best commercial so far of these of this batch. And we'll be kind of looking out for some themes, too, because I think what we do after the Super Bowl next week's show, which we'll release on Monday, will be, um, what do we call them, the Bullies? The Bullies. 
And I think, I think this we is have the like fourth maybe, annual Bullies. We have six different, maybe about six different categories where we um, put commercials into categories like the Oscars or what have you. And um, we vote <laughs> on our favorites between the two of us. Um, it is a, so, it's a small, it's a democracy. It's a functioning democracy, a small one, but functioning democracy nevertheless. And the categories can sort of shift from year to year as trends change. But one that I think we like a lot is best new artist uh, commercials or brands that are making their debut in the yeah. Super Bowl. We have a few of those we'll go over today. Um, That's always fun to think about, like, what brand decided to, like, put this line item in their budget this year. Because it's yeah. sick significant for all but the largest of companies. Yeah, I think I've flagged maybe three so far in my list today that I know for sure are debuts. There might be more. Um, also, if you're worried about um, not seeing a commercial featuring Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart... <laughs> Don't worry, they got you covered. You know what? I, you know, maybe I will play some theme music here. Why the hell not? All right, let's start with these Geico commercials that I started to talk about about five sentence not even sentences five thoughts ago <laughs> i'm just bouncing all over the place but we mentioned um this commercial and played the the whole long two minute version a couple of weeks ago it's a geico campaign they've brought back the famous caveman now of course very very i won't go into detail or i will try to Assume the audience knows what we're talking about here when you talk about the uh, Geico caveman um, and perennially the, offended that they exactly. would that they would use the phrase so simple a caveman can do it. And then that campaign ended a long time ago. It was very popular. It launched a TV, a short-lived TV show. And then it was it, too, it was very popular as a commercial campaign. Yes. extremely unpopular as a TV show. But then I'm going to say maybe a month ago they released a very kind of serious, somber yes, commercial with no jokes. And I don't think we have to play it here people have probably seen it there's a 30 second spot that's running on tv but there's a two minute version you found online of like the caveman waking up from a nightmare and he's married to a woman a non-caveman woman um i actually really like the casting on her yeah she's somebody she's like a that she, guy oh, yeah, okay. I, I, didn't, I don't i, didn't I can't think of her name but i've seen her in a million things in in the context of these commercials she's she's such a good slot in for sort of an, a, a middle class every woman sort of yeah who's, who's comforting the caveman who is having these recurring dreams uh, about the old campaign that made him so angry. By the way, do you think insulting. this is the same, the the guy playing the caveman, is this the same actor I from the originals? So. Yeah, he, It sure so. looks I like assumed, him, yeah. although of course they have him in a lot of prosthetics. Um, and so he wakes up in the middle of the night in this ad we played a couple of weeks ago, um, and he's like, I'm having the dream again. And it turns out what is sparking this dream in this new storyline is Geico reached out to him, asking him if he would participate in a documentary, presumably about being the Geico caveman. And so in that original commercial from a few weeks ago, he and his wife were saying, should he partake in the documentary or not? Like he wants to put this all behind him, but maybe this would be some closure. It's a very serious commercial. It ends with him saying, I'm just going to go to my rowing machine. Yeah. And you're like waiting for a joke. And it's just, he's just seriously, pensively rowing. On an in, machine. I in, thought in for sure it would be night. like, you know, like a cave, like an old, 
I don't know, like a rudimentary boat on some water. I don't know. I just you thought I, it was going to be a caveman joke. I thought it was going to be a caveman it's just, joke. It's totally just like yeah. they are just portraying the caveman. This, this whole campaign is very withholding. Yeah, like what, 15, 20 years later, and he's just living like, I mean, I love how they're just nailing a comfortable middle, like midlife, middle class life. Yeah. And in this one, um, we see him and his wife again, and they're on the couch watching television at night, and I think she even asks him for like kind of a, you'll You'll, it's a little confusing because you hear the TV in the background and you hear them talking. Um, but uh, she says, hey, can you kind of rub my back in this one spot? He's kind of just giving her like a quick little massage like a couple might do on the couch. And they're like, oh, my gosh, the documentary is starting. The documentary that he was having nightmares about. Turns out he did decide to participate. Honey, mm. can, can you massage my back? Yeah. Gosh, yeah. Thank you. Ceramics has me then we see on the screen as he's rubbing her neck it says a geico original documentary presentation Can we just pause to appreciate i do i mean i say there aren't jokes in this it's not that there there really aren't jokes it's just like these like little touches that i think are kind of fun, like uh well observed uh-huh like it's such a person in her station in life to say ceramics has got me all tight. You know, oh, like, is that what she said? I couldn't yeah. quite tell what she was saying. I know so many women my age who are like doing a ceramics class, uh-huh. you know, yeah, yeah, and it yeah. is like hard physical work. Yeah. He's a beast. Yeah, I could be. Oh. Whoa, whoa. This is this uh, when you say he's a beast, or when you hear somebody say he's a beast. There, this is now the TV, and they uh, that somebody we don't know who yet talking in this documentary, referring to somebody as a beast. And so then the caveman's like, "Whoa, my documentary's on." Wait, it's my Geico documentary. I saw it with my own eyes. Insurance changed overnight. So mostly what you're going to hear now is the documentary as the couple is watching it. They might talk over top of it from time to time. I'm just trying to keep this straight. We see shots of him sitting on a couch uh, or like a, you know, like an outdoor couch somewhere uh, giving interviews. But a whole bunch of other people are interviewed, too. It's car insurance, right? (laughs) (laughs) From an early age, I knew he was different. And his parents argued with me. They wanted him to become a doctor. I said, no, he wants to do insurance and he's good at it. Now, you might notice that this woman has an accent, not unlike the Geico Gecko, and she's flipping through a photo album and looking at photos of a young Gecko, and we start to realize, wait a second, as the caveman, we see his face is looking more panicky on the couch as he realizes he did not participate in a documentary about him, but about another Geico spokesperson. Cover anything. Pound for pound, the best I've ever seen. Nobody went harder to make it easy to Geico. Renters, jewelry, pet insurance. But Gecko is just something else. I think it's just a little saturated for me get over it that was the caveman in the documentary saying that the, the being the, the one gecko, naysayer about yeah, the gecko exactly everybody else is like glowingly positive about the gecko and the caveman just comes across as churlish so you imagine he's sitting down he thinks this is an interview about him somebody brings up the gecko and he just sort of offhandedly says uh you know probably doesn't even think it's gonna make the cut <laughs> you know it's a little saturated for me get over it saturation Caveman said that, huh? A caveman strikes me as the kind of guy who lets fame get to his head. But Gecko? Gecko's the goat. He's a hero. Yes. He didn't ask for this fame. That is what makes him legendary. Legend of the Lizard. A new documentary entirely about the Geico Gecko. I thought this was about you telling your truth. 
That was my assumption, Tina. It's just odd. Like, you can't say bundling your home and car is so easy. I, I don't even can... like when people say that anyway. But, well, maybe... Uh, hey, um... <laughs> I process this. So he gets up off the couch. His acting is so good here. He doesn't even have <laughs> words, and he's just tra- he. She says, "I got to process this," and he kind of he walks away from his wife on the couch. I'm gonna go walk the dogs. Don't don't forget a doggy bag. Yeah. I'll... Yes, dear. With coverage to fit your needs, it's so easy. Uh, well, you know. <laughs> So there's this moment that's hard to kind of translate into audio where, like, she says, don't forget the doggy bags. And he's just like, he's so full of rage. right? Yeah. And he has to, like, stop himself from lashing out at at his wife, his loving wife. Again, just darkness. It's all dark. Just darkness. It's well observed. It's well acted. It's well written. But it's super dark. And just filled with pathos. I feel like I'm still being built up for something here. If like I just feel like there needs to be some sort of payoff. Here are a couple quotes from um, publications that have written about this uh, campaign, this rebooted campaign. Something called Marketing Dive says, developed with the Martin Agency. And by the way, the Martin Agency has long time been Geico's agency. The the Gecko's name is Martin, named after the Martin Agency. Learn something new every day. Oh, we haven't talked about that. If we did, I forgot. Um, And it uh, it says um, this commercial that we just heard resurrects a. No, I'm sorry, the first one, the nightmare one, resurrects a creative concept that immediately made a splash upon its 2004 debut. The nostalgia laced effort kicks off. Um, a two-month rollout that will culminate with a final campaign piece running around the Super Bowl. It's oddly unspecific. We are now officially in around the Super yeah, Bowl time. we are around it. And then the Clio's website, uh, I think called The Muse or something, says um, the program Legend of the Lizard. Now, this is the actual documentary. Is a real production from the insurance company. It runs about 15 minutes. <laughs> oh and we're God. told it will release ahead of the Super Bowl per press materials. The thing here is, like, I think these commercials are hilarious. But because of the caveman, I don't want to watch it. I don't like the get-go. Yeah, you and the caveman. If there was literally a, a documentary about the caveman, I would probably sit down and watch it. I think it's going to be a harder <laughs> sell to get me to watch something about the, the Geico. I know. Gecko. I find his I, – I, I'm with the caveman. I think he's irritating. It says Geico keeps – Oversaturated. Yeah. Geico keeps teasing a big game tie-in, but its level of involvement – uh, in the big event, if any, remains unknown. So this is, again, something where it sort of seems like Geico might not even drop something during the Super Bowl. It says here, um, it's another example of brands leveraging Super Bowl hype, whether or not they actually pony up $7 million to run an ad in the game. Yeah, it's hard to imagine Geico not running an ad in the game just because mm-hmm. their advertising budget is so monstrous and they advertise so much. But I do think if this is all... To drive to use the Super Bowl season, as you say, to drive hype and attention. I mean, like they're, clearly they're getting like coverage on these, which are, to be fair, like trade pubs. It's not like this is in the New York Times, but you know, I think it's very clever what they're doing with the sort of um, ambiguity around whether or not they're actually spending mm-hmm. the you know the big ticket on the Super Bowl and like getting the like make make the Super Bowl hype work for them. They got us to talk about it, and that's all they want that's is all for they want. our yeah. podcast to talk about We're it. We're the premier yeah. uh, comedy commercial podcast. Is this comedy? Um, 
accidental comedy on my part, I'm afraid, <laughs> unfortunately. I want to move on to Doritos, another mainstay in Super Bowl commercials. By the way, I'm not going to play every single one today. The list is simply too long. But I do want to – I think that a service we can provide, like no joke, is people can sort of be in the know. During the Super Bowl when the commercials are playing, they go by so quickly. Usually the crowd is still talking about the last play or – the chips and dip or whatever. And so you can sort of be the person in the corner. Hey, hey, this is the one. This is the, this is the Doritos one. Pay attention to this. Um, <laughs> yeah, be the person who snaps your fingers and yells, shut up, everybody. I, that's what I was this doing This is the Doritos year. one. That's what I was doing last year. I was telling everybody to shut up. I don't think I can go to a Super Bowl <laughs> party this year because I, I want to see the commercials too too badly. But um, So this one is for a Doritos chip that I would guess is called Dynamita. Best based on the way that it is written, um, not Dinamita. But I <laughs> think does, I think it, it looks like Dinamita. <laughs> does it look like Dinamita to you? Based on the way English is spelled and pronounced. Yeah, I yeah. guess so. It's not spelled with a Y. So either way, I assume that it's a play on words related to dynamite. It features um, the uh, the actor Jenny Ortega, who I had to look up, but that's Wednesday Adams. I yeah, think among other are, other things, she's super hot right now. Yeah, and I guess was a child uh, actor and. And is, Wednesday Adams has really blown her spot up. And, yeah, yeah, she's very, she's really getting a lot. She got huge oh, uh, fame for the Wednesday Adams portrayal, and now I'm seeing her name in all kinds of like up, you know, projects that are being released. There was a teaser for this, but then they dropped again the full thing, or at least what I assume will be the full Super Bowl commercial. It seems very much like a Super Bowl commercial. In fact, it's I'm going to play a little bit of it for you, um, but it's pretty cacophonous and one of those just sort of like big scale epic Super Bowl commercials with tons of action that doesn't play well on a podcast. But um, anyway, so you have Jenny Ortega and she is in a grocery store with a couple of her abuelas, I believe, and it's kind of confusing at first. She she leaves her grand her I guess two grandmothers in an aisle somewhere and says like Hey, I got to go check on something. And then when she comes back, they are gone. And what's happened is her two grandmothers go to reach for a, the last bag of Doritos Dinamita, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And there's some guy is talking on his cell phone and he grabs the bag away from the grandmas, right? Mm-hmm. And then we learn, oh, you don't mess with these grandmas. And so they chase him through the store, out of the store. And then things just get really like, again, sort of huge action movie as they chase him around town and crash things into him. That's basically all I remember. Oh, I forgot something. One second. Yeah, (laughs) that's cool. He's talking on the phone. Mita. Well, they do say Dina Mita. Yeah, so the name of the ad is Dina and Mita. So we believe that that Jenny Ortega's uh, grandmas are named Dina and Mita. But I... Dina, Mita, vamos. They start by crashing their, like, motorized rascals into his car. They're chasing him through the streets now. She was in the grocery store still looking for her grandmas. They're in his house now, the stranger's house. <laughs> Looks like he's gonna get away. They slide down a line to grab him. It's dynamite! It's not dynamite! It's dynamita. Abuelas! <laughs> Been looking everywhere for you. Dina. Mita, go ahead. Try us. 
So I would I think you made it clear for me. I saw this commercial and I wasn't sure if they were joking or I, I wasn't sure if they were trying to reinforce that. This I think this is, is our lack Dina of facility M- with Spanish. Yeah, you think, although I don't think that is a word in Spanish. That is right. The way it's spelled. Well, ha- I, I mean, I, I'm sure it's not a word word, but it's like, what's the Spanish pronunciation sure, of right. dynamite? You're right. Yeah. So. So anyway, but I do like the fact that they address it. They say it's not dynamite. It's dinamita. They say that at the end. It is at, dinamita. Is the, oh, that is, is the how word, you say it. The Spanish okay. word for dynamite. And it's spelled like that. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. I thought I looked that up and I was just confused. It's anyway. so fun that they looked at that word and thought like, oh, that could be the, the names of two. Yeah. Like two two pet names for two grandmas or two yeah. names of two grandmas. Yeah, exactly. So I actually, while I don't like the, they're just not like these actions, you know, like these one minute long action sequences in these commercials don't do a lot for me. But I do appreciate that at the end, they actually are, like I said before, communicating something, which yeah. is we have a new product and you're probably pronouncing it wrong. This is how you pronounce it. And here, here are two grandmas. I like the remember. grandmas. Yes, it's sort of an action spectac- spectacle or whatever. I like Jenny Ortega, but she's notably like, I mean, unless there's going to be a uh, a bigger version where she has a bigger role in it. Um, I like seeing her. I like the two grandma uh, actors. Um, I think, like you said, like the wordplay and the the little lesson for English speakers is, is great. And actually, I would try these Dinamitas like... I, that sounds great to me. What Are they just hotter Doritos? Like, what are they? I don't know. Sounds good. Sounds like a spicy Dorito. Um, I thought they were already spicy. Are they not? Well, I don't know. I don't a need different Doritos. kind of spice. A different kind of I spice. Don't know. Um, this commercial, I can't believe I didn't write down the name, but I have it because I'm smart and I can remember people's names, even celebrities' names. Kate McKinnon is the name I was looking for there. Look at that me. Is a famous person. And is for Hellman's mayonnaise. I'm going to play for you the teaser. Or on first. one side of the Rockies, it'll be. Uh, Best foods, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. We don't have Hellman's here, yeah, do we? Best we're the, foods we're the best foods. Well, at first, I uh, came across the teaser for the big game commercial, and it's just 15 uh, seconds long. And we see Kate McKinnon is in the midst of a photo shoot with, I believe, I think just one cat, but several jars of Hellman's mayonnaise and we see like the director the photographer is like kind of giving her instruction and he's getting more and more sort of cranky as she's trying to wrangle the cat he wants more and more bottles of Hellman's mayo in the shot mommy give me the mayo give me label give me label all right just be shy now mommy look up and look away mommy look up and look away mayo cat look at me pick up more jars more jars please can we get 10 jars on the set please yes you can hold 10 jars give the label to me don't keep it a secret he said something about Elton John at the end Get me 10 jars. I heard the 10 jars. Okay, did he just repeat that a couple of times? Um, Okay, so I thought, okay, we'll just find out what's going on with that during the Super Bowl. But I think this 30-second commercial for Hellman's is maybe the payoff, unless they have a a third version in their pocket. So here's a 30-second commercial, and this is Kate McKinnon in her uh, kitchen kind of making a snack for herself, and then her cat says meow, but it sounds like mayo, so she suddenly thinks that she has a talking cat. That then, then we get into this montage of like all of the celebrity that this cat starts to earn, starting with like a, I believe a cooking talk show uh, with Kate McKinnon and her cat. Leftover chicken, scallions, cheese. What am I gonna make with this? Mayo. Mayo. Hellman's, you can talk. And then she says, and boom, Hellman saves the leftovers. So we see her on like top of the morning, uh, some morning show, uh, telling the story of her talking cat. Now she's signing books with the cat. 
she can't spell. Yes, now, our keynote speaker. Now we see Pete Davidson walking some red carpet holding the cat. We hear a reporter say, hey, is it serious? Next thing you know, we're back in Kate McKinnon's apartment, and she's holding a People magazine that says, Mayo Cat Dumps Davidson. Hi. You lasted longer than most. Meow. And it says, make taste, not waste. It's pretty funny. It's a pretty good commercial. I like Kate McKinnon. Yeah. We haven't seen her since because we have sort of a, I have a category of commercial, which we talk about sometimes, commercial campaigns that make you sort of dislike people that you otherwise like. Yeah. And she was doing, was it T-Mobile? Verizon, I think. She had a Verizon campaign that started charming, but they were making her personality bigger and bigger. And she was like stamping around (laughs) until she was starting to like kind of get irritated. Yeah, I remember her wardrobe in that was very like memorable. but pantsuity. Right with yeah, the, but it was like, like cool high heels, cool heels and stuff. But yeah, yeah it was it, it got it to be a bit uh, just like they lost the plot. I think you're a big Addison Ray fan, right? Who now? Addison Ray. Sorry, Addison Ray, TikTok star. Yeah. That's all I know. Okay. And now it's all I know. But apparently a huge name and a big get for a Super Bowl commercial. I don't know what she does on TikTok. I don't know. Maybe she talks about foreign affairs. Uh, Maybe she does dances. I'm guessing she does dances because in this 15-second trailer, uh, we see her. She's in a... um, a rehearsal space somewhere, exposed brick, big windows, you can picture it. It says 6.58 a.m. final dance practice. And again, this is just the teaser. And we see um, Addison Ray, and she's giving instructions to someone. I believe this is a, I'm going to get this wrong and you're going to correct me, Flash Dance parody? Name all the dancing movies. This looks like, I mean, I haven't seen it yet, but Flash Dance, the big ultimate scene, takes place in a big um, light-filled Bricky dance studio Warehouse-y in front of dance studio. in front of a um, panel of judges. Okay, yeah, I think this is kind of a nod towards that, but it's clear that she's giving some sort of like dance instructions to somebody, but we don't know who it is. This teaser is called "Who Is Addison Ray Coaching," and this is for a candy called Nerds making their debut in the Super Bowl this year. All right, from the top, watch me do it. Keep to the beat. That's the flash dance music. That was cute. Six, seven, eight. This just might work. So it's just, and then it says, who is Addison Ray coaching? So that's the teaser. And I believe we have the payoff here. What I think is going to air during the Super Bowl is this commercial. We do not see her until the very end of this one. Instead, we see a big, huge, gummy-like character, a huge red, gummy-like character dancing uh, in public somewhere on sort of a catwalk situation, I think. That's not a catwalk. That is also from Flashdance. It's oh, from okay. a famous scene in Flashdance where she she dances at kind of like, I guess it's a gentleman's club. So oh. it's like an artsy gentleman's club. And she does this famous dance where she dances and then ends up on a chair where they she pulls a chain oh. and water splashes down on her. And there is her. a chair with a chain so in that's the what, shot. This is all Flashdance like Thank redux. you. I was clearly missing the context on this. I really appreciate that. So this big gummy creature's up on the stage. It's dancing around. But now while that creature is dancing around, we see some small little creatures kind of um, scurrying 
up to the stage. And they're recognizable as the personified nerd characters that we've I've seen. Oh, they're the nerd marketing candies. for nerds. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, sitting on the chair, pulling. Okay, pulling the chain down, but instead of water, like everybody knows, happens in Flashdance. Sure. What comes pouring down are the little nerds. This must have been very mysterious to you. It having, was lacking the context that the rest of the world has. It was mysterious to me. I was confused. <laughs> and so basically, what's happening is this big gummy candy is getting coated in nerds, and they are selling something called big gummy candy coated in nerds. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And then at the very end, we're going to see that Addison Ray was watching this performance on her television at home and she's eating the candies. The union of fruity sweet gummy and tangy crunchy nerds. Nerds gummy clusters. Unleash your senses. All that influencer had to do was wink at the camera in that one and probably made billions of dollars. I'm sure she did great. I gotta Um, say, I like nerds and I like gummy candies, but the thought of eating a nerd encrusted gummy yeah, it doesn't seem great to me. Makes me feel a little ill. Yeah, I was talking, um, kind of reminiscing with Luke on TBTL this week um, about the sensation that used to get. Like, I, as a kid, I loved the idea of um, Tootsie Pops and Blow Pops, which had the gum in the middle. But looking back, that last moment where you crunch into, through the in candy the into the soft stuff is actually kind of a kind of an unpleasant uh, visceral memory for yeah, me. Yeah, I don't seek out those kinds of candies as an adult. Addison Ray, by the way, who is just a very trimmed, like, um, let's see here. I, I assume very trim white woman uh, with blonde hair. I, actually, I, I guess I don't know her race, so why bring it up? Um, it says, uh, Addison Ray is an American singer, songwriter, actress, and dancer. She rose to fame in the video sharing app TikTok. What I tell you? 88 million viewers. That's how many listeners I think we have. <laughs> um, making her the fourth most followed person on the platform. I suspect based on the fact that her brothers are named uh, Enzo and Lucas Lopez that she's uh, probably, yeah, probably Latina. Not. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, so that's who she is. Like, I don't know what she does on TikTok. Like, I just I think have she does no dances. Context. She does the dances. From what I understand, if you're a beautiful dancer and you're mm-hmm. on TikTok, you are a gajillionaire. How about FanDuel? Do you? I feel like a bad podcast host for a lot of reasons. Don't give me an agreeing nod. I just don't was, give me. It the wasn't agreeing an agreeing nod. nod. It was like an I acknowledge that you're. I acknowledge your feelings. No, what what we need there is a no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. What? Perfect. What you? What? what? You? That's what I like. What? <laughs> <laughs> like George with the doctor. Get out of here. <laughs> Cancer, get out of here. <laughs> anyway, we do this whole Super Bowl thing and we're supposed to know about all the commercials. I don't remember the Gronk field goal kick last year. Or uh, maybe I feel like I remember it was, I remember mentioning it. Was, I remember the build up to it. It was like very stunty because obviously he's not a kicker. Um, he is a tight end. Yes. And, and there was so, some stunt and I've now forgotten the like the ins and outs of it, but for some amount of for some 
prize that I forget if it was like. Well, going- it's for FanDuel, which is a betting app. So yeah. I think that people could make bets. So oh, FanDuel sense. puts on this event during the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. Can Gronk, a non-kicker, kick a field goal? And then people could bet on FanDuel. Yeah. Just- and I think he didn't, right? He- and he missed it, right? Yeah. And so this is a commercial. Even regular kickers sometimes miss it. Yeah, I mean, course. it's a lot of pressure. I don't know where exactly he was on the field for the, for the see- kick. Oh, yeah. I guess like a, a field goal can be any number of places. So anyway, this is a commercial that's actually airing right now, but is related to the Super Bowl because it's sort of leading up to it. And the idea is um, they're basically funny if Gronk tried to like go have sort of a Michael Jordan second bite at the apple as a kicker. I thought you're going to say it'd be interesting if they got Gronk to try to do other sports this time. Oh, around. that would be but fun. But they're too. basically just rolling it out again. I will. I will pony up if they have some sort of like. Um, subscription service where I can watch him. I would like to watch any non-ski jumper do a ski jump. Oof, God, a lot of people getting hurt. Not like football. Um, yeah, so, right. So anyway, FanDuel sort of making fun of themselves here in a way that I appreciate. I think this is a pretty funny commercial. So during the Super Bowl, there's actually going to be, once again, he's going to try to kick a, a Super uh, He's going to try to kick a Super Bowl. He's going to try to kick a field goal live during the Super Bowl at some point. Um, and this is a commercial kind of advertising that. And it's on, like I said, it's on television right now. And I think it's funny. So you see a bunch of like marketing people in a boardroom somewhere, right? And the woman leading the meeting is saying like the number Number one rule of marketing is you don't repeat the same thing twice. And then we see that John Cena. Is that the opposite rule of marketing where you have to tell him and tell him and tell him again? Are you playing a marketing executive in this commercial? I play one in real life. <laughs> a marketing executive? I guess sort in of. In a sense. And yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, you define it loosely. So these people are sitting around this table. They're talking about um, how you don't ever roll out the same trick twice. And we see that John Cena is in the room uh, <laughs> making the <laughs> that assumption that everywhere. like John Cena <laughs> is going to be making the kick this year. <laughs> but then for no reason, Gronk storms into the room busting through a wall wall like the Kool-Aid guy yeah and then confronts them and says no I'm doing it again and then confronts John Cena and my favorite part of this commercial is how he then exits the room and the first rule of marketing never did the same thing twice I gotta do the kick of destiny again Gronk Super Bowl last year I missed yeah we know but this time fans can pick if I'll make or miss for 10 million no one's doing that Let's do it. Wait, weren't we going to use the new guy this year? John Cena. <laughs> Should I just go? <laughs> Come on. You can't do the same thing again. Grog John? Faces off of see John. what you're doing, Grog. You're trying to take my gig. You're going to miss. No, John. I'm going to make. See you in Vegas. Instead of instead of walking through the same hole in the wall that he came in, he walks through the wall again, and now we get an outside shot of the room. And first of all, there was a doorway right there, but instead he's put two gronk-shaped holes into the drywall. The Kick of Destiny 2, live. Honestly, Gronk and Cena. Yeah, right? They should be in a movie together. Give it to me. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. put it in my veins. I don't think we need to play this one, but it's one that you can point at the TV and say, hey, everybody, I know what's going to happen here if you want to be that guy. Budweiser is going um, back to their roots and using the Clydesdales again in their Super Bowl commercial. So, again, this is Budweiser, not Bud Light. In fact, I don't think I have any Bud Light commercials on here. That's surprising. One thing we haven't talked about on the show, but it is kind of a theory going around, is ever since Bud Light pissed off all the MAGA heads. Uh Uh-huh. 
that like they're being very careful with how they advertise now, trying to appeal to literally everybody, Interesting. sort of, and, and using Manning. Um, which Manning brother? Eli. No, the other Peyton. one. Peyton. Peyton. I can feel. Sorry, everybody. I can feel my brain dying, and we're not even halfway through this <laughs> list. Um, but anyway, so I don't. I don't know what Bud Light's going to do this year, but Bud Weiser is going to tr- literally trot out the horses again. And the plot of this one is. Um, you see some guys in a truck and they're trying to deliver Budweiser to a bar, but then the snowstorm comes and they're trapped and you hear the radio announcer say all the roads are closed or something like that. So I don't know exactly why this helps, but then some Clydesdales come up or somebody rides up on a horse and carriage with a bunch of Clydesdales and they're like, okay, let's do it the old school way. So they load all the kegs. So if a car with four wheel drive can't get through, a horse and wagon can? Yeah, it's almost like Budweiser commercials are stupid. Yeah. It's almost like it's that. Almost like it's, that. And then it's like, and also like the, the the entire town is shut down because of the snowstorm, except for this one bar in town. And you see the bartender say, we're almost out of Bud. And then like, because of course, that's how things work too. Right. You open your restaurant for the night a um, little bit low on Bud and you're just counting on the truck. Yeah. The Budweiser Distributors truck. all up. over America are doing the, that's not how this works. Exactly. That's not how any of this works. <laughs> exactly. And so anyway, so the horse and carriage brings all the kegs to the bar and they're like, just in time. And then the little, the dog, remember the Labrador uh, Retriever like, was in the first one? I do like one. it when they bring the dot, when they so, involve the dog. Yeah, very, very nostalgic. You yeah. got the horses, you got the Labrador. Great Budweiser. But not a lot of like... Not very original. I saw one kind of a retread. One person um, quoted about this year's batch of commercials, just saying for various reasons, everybody seems to be playing a little bit safer this year. I don't know if that's true or not. That's the type of thing you can say as a professor and get printed. But it is another election cycle year. Well, and I mean, it's hard to believe that that's not true. Like, if you're a mass, if you're a, you know mass consumer product, like it does feel like. Anything you do, I mean, Bud Light, take Bud Light. They did the totally innocuous thing of doing a micro sponsorship for an influencer, which is something like every major brand does across all kinds of spectrums. We would have never even known. Nobody it, would probably. have ever known about like, it. It wasn't like that. Yeah, exactly. It was just like it was a tiny little micro sponsorship, SponCon kind of thing, and uh, and it like set off a firestorm because, like, I mean, I will say, like, honestly. All, everybody's crazy. Like, I think that the right is toxic and awful and destructive, but, like, they're also not the only crazy ones in the spectrum. No, but I also, though, I thought you were going to say that Budweiser, or Bud Light was crazy for that micro-sponsorship. No, no, I no, 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 of course not. I mean, I mean the, the, the environment, the, the, the atmosphere, the mm-hmm. political atmosphere, everybody's turned up, like, everyone's just, like, like the needle is pegged all the way over at like maximum craziness right now. So I get it. Like, yeah, I would probably play it safe too if I was in charge of one of these campaigns. Do you think that maybe everybody just needs to smoke a little weed and chill out? Because that's what's implied in this new BIC I do agree with that, yes. (laughs) I don't know if BIC has ever advertised during the Super Bowl before. I was going to say. We should look. I I have seen, we've definitely talked about a BIC Easy Reach Lighter commercial on this show because Snoop has done one for also smoking mm-hmm. weed uh, which is weird that that's where like Bic has decided their bread is going to be buttered from well now people on. aren't smoking cigarettes people don't smoke cigarettes I know and yet we have you know we have lighters in this house not but neither of us are cigarette smokers 
Um, so yeah, it's it is kind of funny. <laughs> well, this is just an extension of it's that. like it's they basically it's like it's either weed or candles. We gotta like put all of our energy behind one or the other. Yeah, and it wasn't a Super Bowl commercial, but a while back you played for me a commercial. Oh, I think we did a whole thing on Snoop and Martha Stewart, and yeah. we were a whole thing on Snoop or something. So there was a commercial that was just so painfully unfunny about like. Um, Snoop and Martha Stewart sitting somewhere. He's like, "Hey, can you hand me um, that can- that that big easy reach lighter? I want to light this bowl." Then she's like, "Of candles." Yeah. And it's like, "Oh, we keep thinking that he's talking about weed, but he's talking about other things." Well, now they got Willie Nelson in on the act. And boy, talk about who's how- the more famous? What are who are our top most five famous stoners? Right. Oh, that's interesting. It's like Snoop, Willie, Seth, um, Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen is definitely carved out a spot. I think. Um, it's Cheech Marin or or uh, they get one slot. They though. get one slot. Okay, Cheech and, and Chong. That's getting pretty dated, Tom. but they are they broke. I mean, that's that OG. Yeah, um, and we still have one more slot though, at least, right? Maybe Dave Chappelle. He's famous for more he's, other. Yeah. He's famous for other stuff now. What else is he famous for, Genevieve? <laughs> being open-minded and just a generally decent human being. And a still decent? relevant comedian. Um, but anyway, uh, anyway, yeah, that's an interesting question. I, well, our listeners will weigh in. Like we're yeah, tell us, call in or write so in. So we have Cheech and Chong in, sl- in one slot. We have Seth Rogen. We have Snoop Dogg. Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson, um, who supposedly smoked weed on the roof of the White House with one of Carter's sons. Allegedly. Um, no, I think that one somebody confirmed it in oh, the past couple cool. of years. Um, I don't know why Willie would lie about it. Yeah, I can't remember if it was in the presidential memoir or if it was in Willie's memoir. But anyway, um, okay, so in this one, again, just talk about cheap. Like, so they get Snoop and Martha back, but they're on a Zoom call with Willie Nelson because they couldn't get everybody in the same room. Cool. Like, unless it's, I mean, what Willie was this, Nelson. the fourth season of Arrested Development? Yeah. <laughs> Willie Nelson, you know, he's a he's an older person at this point. So maybe that. I, I, if there's a chance that there is some sort of COVID precautions going on here and, and, you know, trying to keep him safe, that would be one thing. I get the impression that it's kind of like, hey, we can continue this unfunny campaign with another famous weed smoker. And it's still the same theme, which is like um, Snoop is mad at Willie for um, stealing his lighter, essentially. And Willie Nelson says, I think they even use this. Do they use the same joke? I'm going to light this bowl of candles. They might even go back to that. I'm not sure. Hey, Snoop, Martha. This big, easy-reach lighter is perfect for lighting bowls. Of floating candles? Well, right. Or a big, fat, real fat torch wick. It helps to keep my fingers away from the flame. I know. That's my big, easy-reach lighter. I only borrowed it, and it's great for hard-to-reach places, right? Yeah, you pretty hard to reach since you borrowed my lighter, Willie. I can't hear you. These veggies are sizzling. He's grilling. I want my big, easy-reach lighter back. You got, you were uh, Willie. You got a legitimate laugh. I saw. I love Snoop. Snoop always his delivery always makes me laugh. <laughs> really? Even when I, it's even. I when don't get that from. I hate this commercial, but I'm glad that it brought you joy. I just, I like you. I think that the Snoop Martha dichotomy is. I don't think it's like a bad dichotomy. It's just like the jokes that are written for it are pretty tired at this point. Like write some new jokes. These these are two mm-hmm. talented. Like charismatic individuals who have who have a great chemistry and a surprising chemistry, do be better writers. And they literally use the same bowl and use, the same joke. Yeah, like what are, are they? Candles. Do they think that's like a great callback to some classic ad? Like yeah. they're just being ridiculous. But having said that, Snoop always gets me. He makes me laugh. <laughs> it's the same. Like I could watch him narrate that thing 
about the I can watch him narrate nature videos, especially the one where the lizard runs away from the snake. Oh, that's right. I've seen it fifty I times. That he does it. And I'll watch it fifty more times and I'll laugh just as hard every time. He just gets I me. totally forgot about that. You like Tina Fey? I love Tina Fey. Although sometimes she misfires. Yeah, she really does. She's she can be a little tone deaf sometimes with her cultural critiques I would say but generally speaking I like Tina Fey this commercial for booking.com doesn't do a lot for me I think it's like a it's again a confused premise mm-hmm. as a way of getting famous people into the commercial and this is an extension of the same campaign that Melissa McCarthy's been part of right? oh okay yeah I would probably. think I would guess so it I, looks I, the same you know maybe we'll stop and you can explain this better when you get it but my understanding is like Tina anyway F- this is a scene from Flashdance <laughs> this is Dirty Dancing no um, Tina Fey is sitting outside somewhere at some beautiful resort right and she's using booking.com and the idea is she has so many choices with booking.com that she has a bunch of basically like stunt doubles dressed up like her going to these other resorts and going on these other vacations as her even though it's not her I don't know what the benefit is to Tina Fey on that you're just paying for other people to have your vacations but it is funny who her stand-ins are and I will pause it as you recognize them with so many choices on booking.com there are so many Tina Fey's I could be so I hired body doubles to help me out splurgy Tina loves a hotel near Rodeo <laughs> Drive okay so the first one is obviously Jane Krasinski am I saying her name yes, properly yes um, looking great by the way yeah, and looks dre- I've never seen her as a brunette it kind of dressed up like a hot Tina or, or kind of a slutty Tina yes. Fey sort of walking into this place and just I love the idea of Jane Krasinski doing Tina Fey like that's that's a For pretty just good a joke. second, I thought it was Megan Mullally. Oh, that would be a good person in this ad, too. Yeah. Um, this next joke, I don't quite get. It, it, it's um, We see a man who's dressed up, I guess, like the like, like a Sasquatch? It's a Sasquatch. And he's speaking in Sasquatch language while he's getting his makeup done. It says, uh, Rustic Tina loves Wyoming cabin. Or no, no, he's not getting his makeup done. I see. He's... Um, He's painting in a cabin somewhere while Kenneth from 30 Rock is doing the Sasquatch's hair. I'm very, very confused about that whole thing. Oh, Tina. Wild Tina booked a farm stay to ride this horse. Glenn Close? With millions of possibilities. You can book whoever you want to be. That's my line. Booking.com. Booking dot, yeah. I mean, generally charming people in this, but again, like, I feel like the message is so confused, and it's just like, let's get the celebrities and figure it out from there. I agree. I think it was get the celebrities first, and then, uh, and I mean, that's tough when you when you have one of television's greatest writers as your spokesperson doing it, you know? Yeah. I will say, I'd love to know, I mean, it was... A little bit of a wide shot, but do you think they really got Glenn Close to get that horse to rear up? That's I a pretty pretty big stunt to put yeah. Glenn Close in. No, I think that was actually Tom Cruise on the horse. That would have actually been... Just for the stunt, though. A fantastic joke. Oh, that would be a really good joke in a commercial if like, you meet somebody's stunt man and it's Tom Cruise. And it's Tom Cruise. Yeah, that, that would be a joke. Take a note. Take a note. Why aren't we in the Take a note, Madison Avenue. business? Um, this next one is a winner as far as I'm concerned. And yes, it does peddle in celebrity, but I don't care. I think it's a really good premise. I don't I don't like hate a, a commercial with a lot of celebrities. 
I just don't like it when that's the only thing about exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's it's a crutch that people use, and they don't use it thoughtfully often. And I always say, use your crutches thoughtfully. Um, but anyway, this one is for BMW, and it features Christopher Walken, and we see him. And by the way, one piece of context you might need for this, I needed for this, is that Usher is the um, Super Bowl performer this year, the halftime oh, okay. performer. Did you know that? I didn't. I didn't either. I feel like um, everything about this Super Bowl is weirdly muted, right? Yeah. I don't think people are very excited about the teams yeah, in it. Unless think, you're from, unless you're fans of those teams, so sure. But people were like so geared up for a uh, a Ravens, Ravens Lions, Lions, yeah, and then it just became a stories. you know uh, part two of the um, Niners. Yeah. Uh, Chiefs. Yeah. So, anyway, so you got Christopher Walken, and he, I think, is going out to get his car, and the val. He he speaks very briefly to the valet, and then that'll start off a montage the way the valet speaks back to him. Nice ride. It's the real deal. Hundred percent electric. It's the real. Bill. So the valet <laughs> decides to do a Christopher Walken like, impression. Uh, an over-the-top, yes. hilariously bad Right, to, right yeah. to uh, Christopher Walken's face. And now we're going to get a montage of like all kinds of like everybody he runs into. Yeah. Service people, people who are like. This must be, I mean, I, how many times has he probably been? I mean, I've seen it happen on like talk shows and stuff, yeah. you know, late night talk shows where you get somebody who's very good at impressions, a Bill Hader or somebody like that. Who will do walkin' to walkin', right? Yeah. So here, I'm going to go back a little bit just to get the rhythm of this going again. So um, here it is, the valet, and then the rest will be sort of montage. That's right. It's the real deal. 100% electric. It's the real deal. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Of course. Enjoy your coffee. Careful, it's hot. Okay, thanks. Your dog's so cute. Mm, yeah. Ooh, so adorable. Yeah, wow. Right. We both know it's the man makes the clothes. <laughs> you know, you look nice. Okay, we're done. Hello, Mr. Walken. Does this table work for you? So this is a, a server. He's in a very fancy restaurant. Do you notice anything about this scene right away that stands out to you, by the way? Not yet. I think you will in a moment, but he's walking to this very, very fancy restaurant, and the, and the um, I guess, uh, host is taking him to his table, doing the impression, and we're going to see Usher at another table. And when, um, when Christopher Walken says, why are you here? Don't you have something to be doing? It's a reference to Usher should be actually performing in the uh, halftime show, so Usher walks off. Mr. Walken, does this table work for you? Yeah. Yeah. Did someone say yeah? Usher. Don't you got somewhere to be? Yeah. <laughs> oh. There's only so one. So at the end, Usher walks up this grand set of stairs that splits in the middle. I wondered if that was the deal. Was that yeah. there's a, a very noticeable grand staircase behind them. Which is um which is a call back to Christopher Walken being in a Fatboy Slim's video, I think, dancing on those stairs. Yeah, and I mean he's been that he did a famous video for um for Fatboy Slim. It's um Oh gosh, it's like um, I can't remember the name of the song, mm -hmm. but it's well known. Um, but he's also just a famous dancer, and he sort of has a dance style. It's like very tap influence. Mm -hmm. That's very recognizable. He has weapon like, of choice. Weapon of choice. Song, yeah. Thank you. I could not call it to mind. So yeah, like the little Usher does this one quick flourish on the stairs that like 
instantly makes you think of of walk-in it's a great yeah, homage yeah this what a great ad yeah really great ad right yeah, i love That's the what performances I mean. and another person was famous in there too i did um ashley park uh, was she the woman on in the uh who's walking, her walking dog. In the dog yeah she looked yeah. vaguely familiar i couldn't call her name yeah, and to, i'm gonna to look mind. it up um she is in a tv program the waiter was also somebody oh, who really? is a kind of a recognizable face. I mean, he's just a character actor, but I, I kind of recognize him. He's been around a lot. Emily in Paris. Ah, oh, I never watched that. I okay, heard it yeah. was um, very sweet. It was like candy that was too sweet for me. Oh, really? Yes. Interesting. I, this next commercial is not necessarily interesting as a piece of art, but the campaign is. Actually, you know what? I'm just going to play this for you. I think the voiceover will explain it all. It just is a bunch of shots in the desert. It start, it's for DoorDash, by the way, and it's just like a huge DoorDash bag in the desert somewhere, and then other things appear in the desert as the voiceover says this. DoorDash can DoorDash pretty much anything. So this year during football's biggest event, DoorDash will DoorDash stuff from all the ads. All to one winner. All the snacks. Every automobile. A tax service. And who knows what else. We uh, haven't fully thought this thing through yet. Just look for the promo code on the big day for a chance to win it all. DoorDash all the ads.com. So it's an interesting it's an interesting campaign to get people to use DoorDash during the Super Bowl. Yeah. You can use DoorDash, you use a special promo code, and it puts you into a drawing to win every single thing that is advertised during the Super Bowl to be delivered to you, including every car. How is that possible? How is that possible? That is a wild gimmick. It is a wild gimmick. But I'm interested. I, I'm, I'm dubious as to how it pay. Will it be something that, well, there were several winners, so we split it across. Who knows? Yeah. I I, that feels like, I all, I thought, I've talked about this before, and I, like like I did with the um, the Kid Rock, uh, Become Kid Rock's Bartender, uh, like, contest or whatever. Yeah. Where I, like, went and found, like, who won this contest. And I've always thought that would be sort of an interesting show to do, would be to just look at contests for crazy things like this um, and just see what, how many of them we could find like the rest of the story on, Mm -hmm. you know, this next commercial, I read a description of before I watched it and I, it, the description had me laughing out loud. I thought it had one element that was so hilarious and it, it, I knew it had Eric Andre in it and I'm like, Oh, Eric Andre. I'm not, I'm not, I don't follow him closely, but I want to. It's like a project of mine to get into all of his back catalog because everything I've seen I like, yeah. but I'm not that well exposed to his stuff. Um, and you see Eric Andre, and he's on an airplane, but he's having stomach pains for some reason. So he says, is there a doctor on the plane? And then they make, I think the flight attendant makes an announcement, is there a doctor on the plane? And, and some doctor starts to speak up, but then somebody else talks over top of him and says, by the way, this is for a product called Drumsticks, the ice cream cone, yeah. which I guess I'm betting this might be surely a debut as well. Surely this is their first Super Bowl ad. And the person who speaks up over top of the real doctor is somebody who goes by Dr. Umstick. <laughs> I was like, that is so good. I'm a doctor. I'm Dr. Umstick. But then the commercial is so confusing. It's like, I don't know if they're trying to be wacky in sort of a Doritos slash Skittles way, but the Dr. Umstick isn't a human. For some reason, they make it like a toy doll, and he's just in his sort of 70s influence and wearing red sunglasses, and he's just sort of a vibe. And so he's helping everybody on the plane by just giving them drumsticks while um, Eric Andre sort of writhes in pain. And it's like, you haven't even, you set 
this thing up like an ice cream will solve your problem, but they don't solve Eric Andre's problem. And okay. it's it's such I loved the idea of Dr. Umstick, and then it's just like everything else was a bad idea. I was thirty six thousand feet in the air when uh, Excuse me, is there a doctor on the plane? I'm a doctor. The name's Umstick. Doctor Umstick. Get my bag. Stat. Hmm. Sweet, creamy relief. Am I going to be okay? I have no idea. I'm not a body doctor. What? Where did you all get those? Can somebody help me? I'm sorry about him. Another day, another drumstick. I know that he's known for very weird humor. I wonder if he helped write that or something, but... Yeah, it's not really working for me. Squandered. It was such a squandered opportunity. The Dr. Umstick character um, really brings to mind... Who's that? Who's the Hollywood producer guy who was always, you know, like... Oh, the kid stays in the picture? Yeah, that guy. Yeah. um, Can I get there? I can't remember his name, but he's very famous. Robert something. Evans. Robert Evans. Robert Evans, yeah. Yeah, he's kind of got that vibe. But he's a doll. For some reason, but that for, makes no but sense. But for some reason, he's a CGI doll man. Why Why would that commercial not be better with just a human being saying, I'm Dr. Umstead and I chill everybody out with Umstead. ice cream cone? <laughs> or, I'm sorry, Dr. Umstead. It would be really confusing <laughs> if it was just confusing. Dr. Umstead. Anyway, I, just such a missed opportunity. But it is, a, I believe, a Best New Artist candidate. Yeah, it feels like a confused... Uh, sometimes we have said something was confusing or poorly executed and then it turned out that the teaser was poorly executed yeah. but that like in the longer format that they have in the game it like it fills in some kind of context that really was needed for it to make sense so I'll I'll withhold my judgment because I like a lot of elements of it like you said mm-hmm. but it's just not working for me as a yeah. as a sketch yep yeah. yeah if they come back with a better one during the Super Bowl it could be better uh, Best, um, what is it like? Best turnaround or best comeback? Best comeback. Best yeah. comeback. Um, I'm not going to play this one. There's an E Trade commercial with two uh, E Trade talking babies playing pickleball. Okay. It's very confusing um, to God, play the audio because they all They're just sound so like adults. They're so committed to the talking babies at E Trade. Absolutely nothing to recommend that one. Ugh. Nothing particularly funny. Um, I like this one. Etsy now, has... Now, they had one last year or they didn't? I don't know. They at... definitely had Super Bowl commercials. Oh, they have? Yeah. Oh, okay. Etsy is... I'm sorry. Are you talking about E-Trade or Etsy? Etsy. Oh, I'm sorry. I, when I said definitely, I meant E-Trade. I think E-Trade is famous for Super yes, Bowl commercials. Yes, absolutely. Um, Etsy, I feel like they had one last year, although I'm not sure. Yeah, they've been going hard on the marketing. They went. They did a really big Christmas campaign, which I actually don't know if we ever talked about, but it was... I liked it. They had... Um, uh, uh, like they had people singing their own lyrics to song to a famous song. I can't remember which which one it was now. About how Etsy helped them solve their gift giving dilemma for their oh it was it was the Mission Impossible music. Oh okay. Um, and so it was people singing like I got something for my daughter. She mm. is hard to shop. So you know, mm-hmm. like so. And I actually thought that they were pretty pretty fun. Obviously, I it stuck in my head. I remembered a lot of it now. You know, two months later. Um, so I like Etsy's branding. I just bought something off Etsy today, actually. Well, you talking about that kind of using Etsy for gifts is exactly the point of this commercial. They're going hard on Etsy gift yes. mode. Yeah. And Which I think is smart. That's the way I use it for gifts a lot. I'm not sure if there's a bunch of these. I get the impression there are, but sort of like a historical look at what people would have done if they had Etsy gift mode back oh, in the day. That's fun. And so this one is we see a bunch of Americans in a room from the oldie timey days. And I actually it's sort of interesting like 
in in reality, it'd be all bunch of white men in wigs, but this is a pretty diverse group of people uh, in in some, uh, I guess, politicians or diplomats' office somewhere. And but it is colonial dress, kind yeah, of. Yeah, colonial dress. Okay. And in the background, we see the Statue of Liberty. And um, I, I don't think it's supposed to be an actual famous so post -colony, person. Post-colony, post-colonial. Yeah, post-colonial. I'm sorry, it would be like what what era is it? Like 18, 18, mid-1800s, yeah. early 1800s. And we see the um, Statue of Liberty has just been delivered. Oh, crap. That's a really good gift. Now we got to get France something. Wait, we could use Etsy's new gift mode. Yes. What do the French like? Anyone? Cheese. They like cheese. Brilliant. Done. It says later in France... A cheese board. Don't panic. Ooh la la. And of course, like one of the people accepting it is a mime. Of course. I just love how broad it is. And I like that as one piece of what I hope to be a bigger campaign where they choose other kind of historic gifts. Yes. I'm I like to that. Think. I hope that I'm is to think, a, that's what a good idea. Another, now I'm putting you on the spot. What would be another famous gift i mean you have the trojan horse that's a that's a pretty famous you, gift that's hard to, there's a twist on that you'd have to work around that's true <laughs> i want to correct what i said um because i was thinking like was there a statue of liberty during the civil war that seems wrong and the, i was i spoke i said mid or early eight, uh 1800s it was the late 1800s 1885 Oh, that late. So post, post. I mean, I was thinking oh, like. Oh man, I was gonna say I thought early to mid. Oh, no, okay. no. I, I that sound. I was like, I feel like somehow, like I, I don't know. I feel like I've studied the Civil War so much in so many different context sure that somehow it would have come up at some point like yeah of course the there status wasn't. of the statue of liberty during the civil war yeah that's during a weird civil way of or an interesting way of looking at yeah, it yeah but it was post post uh, reunification anyway um yeah other famous gifts i think that's a good idea there must be some what did uh did, did caesar give cleopatra anything famous i'm not sure Anyway, I'm anyway, sure we there's can probably some famous brainstorm gifts. that listeners. If you have any more famous <laughs> gift ideas, honestly, let's help Etsy with this campaign. Let's keep it going. There is another best new artist candidate, um, Lint Lindor candies, the little round chocolate candies. You like those, I right? I love them. Who doesn't? No need to play that. Although I like the music they choose. It's Perry Como's "Round and Round," and it's like life is a ball. And we see a woman luxuriating. She goes to open up one of the Lindors, but then if you can picture a Lindor still in its wrapper it, with the little twists on the end, it sort of looks like wings. Mm -hmm. And so this this ball of chocolate with its little wings kind of goes out the window and floats around town, and it sort of like dances by people who are enjoying Lindor mm. and life is a ball, and then it comes back into her apartment at some point, and then she eats it grotesquely. No, um, So anyway, that's a Lindor. Keep an eye out for that one. Um, Oh, I was going to put this with the Tina Fey one, sort of the same family. This is a Mountain Dew commercial. This one has Aubrey Plaza in it. We see. Can I her. just pause here to say yeah. that she is in an ad right now for Quantro that is, you talk about ads where people, where they're like, I like this person, but they are wearing out their welcome. In general, she has been wearing out her welcome yeah. with me. Like she has, she is so one note. And I, that started, it started with that damn milk campaign yeah. that I thought was so stupid and like her imperious like uh like thing that she does I'm just the eye roll it's not even just that she's eye rolly which was how April was on, that's how her character was on um on Parks and Rec she's taken it up a notch from eye rolly and dismissive to like 
just a like absolute imperiousness and bossiness that is again I'm fine with that as a, an element of a character but it's just like it's so one note there's nothing else to to do with her and this is gonna play except right that she's a that. total you know obviously she's a smoke show but like and she was great in the White Lotus too. That's the thing. She was still like kind of powered. She still played to her strengths as an actor yeah, there, but it, but was, it was more, more nuanced. Yeah. yeah, and I think these ads that are using her wrong. Well, this one is another mess, but there's a little cameo at the end that you might enjoy. So we see her on a set somewhere, I think, leaving her trailer. And she's going to give a little pitch for Mountain Dew. Uh, and it's about having a blast because I think it's for Mountain Dew Blast or something like that. Um, and then as it goes into this confusing montage that I don't understand, she's sitting uh, next to a pool at a kid's party and kids are bopping her with pool noodles for some reason she's in an elevator that suddenly halts and the lights go off and we see her gaming and that's going to come up you'll kind of hear it she's like poning some other gamer while she's playing video games um and then we see a wrestling match i don't understand what all of this stuff has to do with each other uh, at the very end it's like a game of thrones parody where she is riding a dragon and drinking mountain dew and then that's where the um guest appearance pops up. It's me, America's sweetheart, and I just love having a blast. The Mountain Dew Baja Blast. Kids party? Having a blast. Stuck in an elevator? Having a blast. Winning. Losing. Having a... Probe me already. Blast. I can have a blast anytime, anywhere. And with anyone? <laughs> Mountain Dew Baja Blast in stores everywhere. I too am having a blast. <laughs> I actually I'm, like that. I'm never that the person who pops up on the dragon next to her midair is of course Nick Offerman. Uh, and I'm never sad to see Nick Offerman. Yeah, I think that that he, he he's a pleasure to see at the end of that commercial. And I, I guess I didn't know what the point of the montage was. I didn't remember. But it's no matter what situation she's in, she's having a blast. It's like it's a totally serviceable commercial. Yeah. I don't understand why she's riding a dragon at the end, other than it's another situation. I guess it's another situation. I maybe it's something that an actor, a situation an actor would find themselves in. Um, I do like. I do think that. It's Me, America's Sweetheart is a pretty good line. Yeah, it's a pretty good opening, right? Yeah. Um, Oikos Yogurt has another commercial. I think they had one last year, too. I think so, yeah. I don't know if this one is worth playing. It's fine. It's got Martin Lawrence and uh, Sha uh, Shannon Sharp in it, and they're like golfing, but some one of them has run their golf cart into the pond or the lake or whatever you call a body of water on a, on a golf course. And so they're arguing about who should get it out. I think it's out. called a water hazard. A water hazard. And um, the joke is that Shannon Sharp, you know, huge ex-football player, should be the one to get this thing out of the water, but instead it's little Martin Lawrence <laughs> who goes in there and pulls it out. Do you want to see it? I mean, maybe you laugh. I don't know. I just watched uh, Bad Boys for the first oh, time. Yeah. I know I was very late to that party, but I, I finally sat down and watched I just missed it when it was new and I sat down and watched it and I mean I do think Martin Lawrence is like carries that movie in a way that even though Will Smith is like the sexy breakout star in it I just think Martin Lawrence is just a very funny he's actor. a talent definitely yeah. for sure um, so this is a commercial that's not going to air during the Super Bowl but it's again going to tease sort of a live event a quote-unquote live event happening during the Super Bowl this is for a realty app called open door and basically what open door at least one of their functions will allow you to uh, like tour homes virtually and so it says like hey it's halftime and this is going to happen I think during halftime in this commercial it's, it's halftime time to use the restroom and we see a guy going to the restroom and then he's 
checking the shower or showing that the shower still works and we notice that he's kind of taping everything on his phone and what he's doing is he's now giving a tour of his house he didn't he didn't get up during halftime to use the restroom he got up to show off the restroom and the rest of the house to any virtual um potential buyers and there's one kind of funny line i like in this it's halftime time to hit the bathroom shower it works got two more upstairs and the bedrooms. We see him uh, kind of taking a little video of of the um, bedroom. I don't know if it's a live feed or a video, and his two apparent sons are in there playing on the computer, working out. I don't know what goes on in there. (laughs) In the living room. It's the hangout house. He's showing all these people hanging out, watching the Super Bowl. This is the line I like. That's why I'm moving. And get an offer on your house. (laughs) Selling your home to Open Door is so easy. You can do it during halftime. Tune in during the big game, February 11th. Not too much there. I just would have liked him saying, "This is the hangout room. This is why I'm moving." Yeah, I, I kind of. It's an interesting pitch. I mean, it's a. They're trying to highlight um, their unique value prop, uh, and so I think that is kind of a fun way of doing it. I need your help with this next one. Hey, Which means that his two teenage sons are like fo- Super Bowl whatever. Yeah, they're not even paying attention. Yeah. Um, unless the one is watching it on the computer and the other one is going to get back to the game after halftime. Not a big Usher fan, maybe. Uh, I mentioned the Trojan horse before, and maybe this is why that was on my mind. Um, this is an Oreo commercial. I don't know if Oreo has ever advertised during the Super Bowl before, something we should look into. I want to say yes, but I couldn't swear to it. This commercial, the the concept behind it kind of bums me out because Oreo is such a legacy brand that has such a built-in, like, tr- you know, there are so many traditions people have sure. with the cookie, and they've done that before. I mean, like, they're these, iconic. Right. And, and Yeah, and like you say, like, the, the, the theater and the, the, the experience of an Oreo is itself like so easy to play with and in this one it, they are playing into that this is a whole commercial about and a campaign i think that is going to be based on the idea of like you twist the cookie and then you see which side the cream was on mm-hmm. but they're trying to invent this idea that like oh in order to make important decisions throughout history people are twisting open their oreo cookies and then making the de- the decision like heads or based, tails. it's like heads or tails basically um which is just like i don't think you need that extra layer of that nobody's doing that and nobody's going to start doing Doing that. Um, having said that, there's a scene at the end that I'm confused about. I believe this begins with a couple of guards. Wishbones are the gates. like step off. Yeah, exactly. You love wishbones. You buy whole chickens, cut out the wishbone, and throw the rest away. I do. It's such a waste. <laughs> um, so this begins with a couple of guards staring at the um, Trojan horse, deciding whether or not they should let it in. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Can we help you. I have a delivery for Athena. Twist on it? Yeah. Cream on the right, we let him in. Oh, welcome to Troy. Thank you. Should we report this? Now we see two people probably in the 1960s watching a flying saucer come down somewhere, and they say, should we report this? Should we report this? I just twisted on it. This never happened. So every little detail about our family will be on. Yeah, we see Chris Jenner. She's on the phone back in the day, supposedly, um, talking to somebody about the idea of starting a reality TV show. So every little detail about our family will be on TV. Who would watch that? All right, let me twist on it. Hope you can keep up. Wait a minute. Okay, now this is the end part that I need help with. All right. So now we appear to be up in Mount Olympus. 
Mount Olympus. That's what this is supposed to be. Yeah. Okay. And all the gods are watching Chris Jenner on the TV show. And then one of them says, oh, we could have just twisted on everything from the beginning. And it, we could have been twisting on everything this whole time. Like, why do the, why are the gods, why do they feel like they, so they could have been making decisions for mankind by twisting on the cookies? Such a, not a great ad to begin with, terrible ending, I think. Yeah, it's, they needed, I actually think all of those examples, I thought the Trojan horse one was good because that's a, that's one where a flip of a coin really was, you know, mm-hmm. like, had a, had a, you know, in, in the, in the story, had a, had an incredibly important effect on the rest of the events. The the one about the alien spaceship, them not reporting it is like that doesn't feel to me like something that like it hinged on a yes or like it yeah. hinged Should on a yes or no. This? Yeah. And a little bit kind of funny with the Kardashians, but I agree with you that the way it ends is they really were searching for like I feel like iconic or um like ideal examples of like coin flip decisions mm-hmm. that had huge sliding door mo you know sliding door moments is what they're looking for and i think that they kind of came up short so i can't play all of these commercials on the list today but i do have a few more here as the show kind of gets a little bit long here that i love that i definitely don't want to skip and they're okay. actually long ones two of them i'm going to group together because they're both for um streaming platforms um and one is the Paramount Plus commercial. We're returning to the Paramount Mountain Mm -hmm. where it's a mountain of entertainment and they just get as many celebrities, both animated and real as possible for these commercials and they put a lot of jokes in them. And this one really had me laughing. It's a full two minutes here. I don't know what will air on Sunday, but it has Sir Patrick Stewart and it, it begins... Um, with him. Oh, and um, the quarterback for the Miami Dolphins, Tua to Tonga Vailoa. Um, and he's the one, the quarterback, Tua, has like um, a grappling hook or something. And mm-hmm. they're basically all stuck in a big crevasse, a crevasse outside of this mountain, right? And um, oh, and uh, Drew Barrymore is in there too. And so Tua takes the hook and tries to throw it over the mountain, right? And he can't quite make it. And he's like, well, if it was a football, I could have done it. And then we see that one of the cartoon characters who's here is that cartoon character uh, Arnold. Right. Who has like the football-shaped head. Very football-shaped head. head. And Tua says something like, well, if I had something football-shaped, I could throw it. (laughs) And then everybody looks at Arnold. And um, the important thing that I'm leaving out here, did I mention that Sir Patrick Stewart is playing the, the lead role in this one? Yes. It is... Great. On Paramount Mountain, the stakes get higher. <sighs> Who's that? There's one guy in this who I do not recognize. He's a white guy. I think he's the host of um, Survivor. Oh, okay. Then maybe you'll understand the joke. Okay, is that who that is? I had to rewind. He says something in this commercial, and I can't tell what he says, and the other character says what? And I've rewound it a million times, and I cannot tell what he's saying. But anyway, take a listen. This is a long one. I won't keep pausing it. On Paramount Mountain, the stakes get higher. I mean, I I can't get that thing up there. If it were a football, I'd be able to reach the top. What about a football-shaped head? Yeah, look (laughs) at Arnold. We throw the child. Gutsy call, sir. Smart thinking. Oh, that's Thomas Lennon. <laughs> In his Reno 911 getup. No, that's dumb thinking. He's not throwing Arnold. 
Throw him. Hey, do you want an immunity idol? Oh, do you want an immunity something? Idol. Idol. Yeah. Okay, that's from Survivor? Yeah, I believe so. That's why I couldn't figure it out. What? You can't throw a child at a wall. Lattimore, shut your face! <laughs> Unless you prefer to freeze to death. I'm not going to throw a kid. <laughs> not built for the moment, I see. <laughs> I'll throw him. So then Sir Patrick Stewart throws off his jacket and we see underneath he is fully dressed like a 1920s style Yeah, it's like a leatherhead style Literally leatherheads. He's not wearing the helmet, but he's got these pants pulled up really tight with a belt down low. They're lace-ups. He's wearing an old jersey that says number one and has got Stewart in the back. This is... The performances in this are so great. He is such a legend. Drew Barrymore saying, shut my face. Shut my face. He looks at the play <laughs> on his arm and it says, throw the child. And Creed's here. And now Cre- the band Creed is suddenly in the background and they're playing the um, the soundtrack to this, to this uh, dynamic moment. And Creed's here. Watch and learn. Dang, he's cool. It's the fifth quarter and we need a hole in one before the seventh inning stretch. Seventh inning stretch. No, no, everything he just said (laughs) has nothing to do with football. He said it's the fifth quarter, I think. (laughs) Isn't that what he said? I didn't tune in until I heard seventh inning stretch. He's holding he's holding um Arnold or I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah, Arnold's head like a football. He's saying a bunch of nonsensical stuff about sports, and then he says to Arnold, be brave and kisses the boy. It's the fifth quarter. And we need a hole in one before the seventh inning stretch. Be brave. (laughs) 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 Slow mo throwing Arnold. I just threw him higher. (laughs) To a place where we won't freeze. He just threw me hard. <laughs> <laughs> Arnold sm- almost makes it, but smacks right into the side of the cliff. I'm good. So close. How are we going to get up there? Now, if there were only someone made of pigskin. Bingo. And then they all point at, is it Peppy Pig, the cartoon? Uh, Peppa Pig, yeah. Peppa Pig. Oh, dear. <laughs> A mountain of entertainment. I mean, tons of celebrity. But like so everything well that executed. I always say. But like, it's so well written. Yeah. It's so funny. The outfit that he's wearing. Oh, my God. Even Creed made me laugh. Even Creed get, like, they, they write them in perfectly. That's, that's really fun. That's one of my favorites. This one is not star-studded, but also one of my favorites. This one is one minute long, and they pack a lot in here. This... You think it's like a Idaho potato commercial, but it's actually for Pluto TV. And we see a, a, a farmer driving his truck. This here, this is Pluto TV country. Here on this farm, we grow couch potatoes. <laughs> and so while he's testing the soil and stuff, we start to see in the background are humans dressed up like potatoes. And it's a whole field of humans dressed up like potatoes, sitting on couches, watching TV. Ah! Couch potatoes grow big and strong here. 
fed with the finest content for Pluto TV. Thousands of TV shows and movies for free. You just open the app, something great will be on. I love Star Trek. Uh, I mean, like, it's like all of these shots, like these these stereotypical shots of farmers talking to the yeah. camera on their tractors, only they're talking about TV. Instead and instead of, of putting, like, water and, and seed into the ground, they're planting these big flat screen TVs in front of these couch potatoes. <laughs> to grow the couch potatoes And so we're bigger. seeing a lot of, like, content that, like, airs on that, uh, on that channel. It's so visually... Uh, appealing yeah. I think the joke is pretty good the parody aspect of it is good yeah. and it's so on point yeah. with the message we are free they say something at the end like the way TV used to be free and yeah. available or whatever like every is it, this Pluto Pluto this is their first year right no Pluto I think is the one that like they're the did you sit on the remote control grandpa last year right and that was Tubi that was Tubi yeah. I get them confused I know you do I understand why they do sort of sound alike, but Tubi is uh, is, is on demand content streaming on demand. Um, Pluto is the one that has like channels that you like. That's when we liked recently where where people break into the houses to tell to tell someone like you like uh, you know procedurals and and like or like crime procedurals. And I you know I I'm the person who picks them out. Oh, right. Yeah, that's a great campaign. Well, they have really good writers. So anyway, back to this one. So the farmers are still talking about their couch potatoes. Something great will be on. I love Star Trek. Oh, I love romance, but I also love murder. I like romantic murders. SpongeBob SquarePants. Cats 24-7 channel. I love Ink Master. Pluto TV just gets me. I like anything where a hot person <laughs> throws a glass of wine at another hot person. <laughs> We're living in a golden age of television. Looks like that Pluto TV romance channel's got those taters right in their feelings. Got you too, huh? You just can't beat that type of on-screen chemistry. <laughs> well, this country was raised on TV. TV that was easy. TV that was free. Pluto TV is TV the way it's supposed to be. So good. So good. Leading the pack for it's me. It's so good and fantastic. It's if you think too hard about it, it is demoralizing. Yeah, exactly. Not, not a lie. I mean, show yeah. me the lie, but yeah. it's a little demoralizing. Yeah, yeah. So you're going to check to see if that's a first timer? Yeah, I'm going to check. Um, but I'm pretty confident that the ones that we, because we, we very very much got into the Tubi ads last year. Tubi yeah. is the one where the rabbit drags somebody that was my favorite down a rabbit too, hole. Yeah. But Pluto is coming in uh, hot this year. Um, Popeye's chicken, apparently. I didn't know this. I'm not a Popeye's guy. Oh, I would be so if, it was, if it was more convenient. Yeah, that's right. I did have it once. That's right. In Boom City. Yeah. Uh, delicious. Well, apparently they are um, kind of debuting their chicken wings. I didn't know that they didn't provide chicken wings before. This is Ken Jung in it. And what I think is funny about this is that they don't care how the timeline works out. Because the point of this is Ken Jung at one point... I, I struggle with this word. I struggle with all words, but cryogenically froze himself. Okay. Waiting for a time where he could wake up and Popeyes would have wings. Okay. And so we see him coming out of the Cairo bath. Oh, see, I messed it up. Cryobath. Cryobath. Yeah. Um, I love Ken Jeong. He will do. He'll do anything. Anything. Yes. I hope he gets paid well. And these scientists are waking him up and they're like, it is time we've made these chicken wings. You're unfreezing me. That means... Yes. There's a better chicken wing. Popeyes. The sailor man? No. <laughs> the chicken place. <laughs> Isn't that great? The that, 
sailor man. I think the rest of the commercial goes into montage, which isn't like super funny, but I love this line. Only and I Ken, love and only this Ken John could could deliver it <laughs> that way too. Abide. So sailor man. No, the chicken place. He takes a bite. Crispy, juicy. What else have we done? I mean, man, there's a lot. So this is confusing because we're now going to go into a montage of Ken Jung seeing all these modern inventions. And I, I couldn't tell if this is supposed to be in the future, but they're all just like stuff we have now. Well, I think because clearly these wings are available now. now exactly. He, I think we have to assume that this character has been frozen for a while. I do love this doctor or scientist or whatever uh-huh. he is, cryoscientist. Um his performance is great too. It's low key, but yeah. it's very funny. He's really tall, and he when he says, "Oh man, like what have we done?" It's a lot. Like you can tell he's just sort of like he's just kind of like thinking on like all of the stuff that's happened since this dude went into the cryo chamber. And what we're gonna see now is a montage of like all kinds of modern quote-unquote conveniences that are blowing Ken Jeong's mind. But, like, if this is actually supposed to be Ken Jeong, like, that's what's funny. Like, I feel like he's playing himself, but obviously he's of our era. So maybe he's yeah. just supposed to be I think a, he's a supposed character. To, I mean, unless they time. identify him specifically in some way, I think he's just supposed to be a dude. Okay, so he's just, okay. He's just so recognizable. But anyway, it's just, like, all these, like, he's in a self-driving car. He's like, what's going on here? At one point, like, a bunch of uh, drones are bringing him chicken. There's a lot to be going on. Turn down for what? Mm, here we go. He's trying to get on one of those electric scooters, falls off. There's a. Uh, he's, he's scared of a Roomba, but then he's like excited about a dog. A golden doodle. It's a mixed breed. We did it! The wait is over. I just like that it's all these modern inventions and then he's like, two dogs in one? It's just a mixed breed dog. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, He's so good. Do you know who Ice Spice is? I don't. A uh, popular singer apparently is in a commercial. We should look at, I'm not going to play this now because we're running long. I'm talking fast. Like It's a fine commercial. We can revisit it after the Super Bowl if we need. Uh, But it's for Starry. And I think this must be a debut because Starry... Is a newish product. Is it, I just need to figure out it's if it's a, been it's in Pepsi's the. It's Pepsi's answer, or Pepsi's uh, new version of a lemon line. Of lime Sierra lime Mist. Soda. They yeah. discontinued Sierra Mist and they reintroduced Starry. And as far as I can tell, um, there's no difference between them. I uh, can't. It's just a rebranding thing, basically. I mean, you would need someone with a more um, delicate palate than mine to tell you. I've had it. It's fine. It tastes <laughs> like, you know, a lemon lime soda. I feel like, yes, yeah, Starry is really going after the folks with delicate palates. Um, <laughs> right. And Do so you like sugar? Ice Spice is, you know, obviously a very attractive woman in some sort of like, um, kind of like, I don't know, n- nightclub situation. And there are two Starry cartoon characters representing the brand. And it's sort of like... Yeah, this this commercial is called Love Triangle, but it's actually like Love Quadrangle because they're both like kind of apparently like these two cartoon characters and Ice Spice are just like a thruple for this commercial. But then her- I did read an article in the Atlantic this week that was uh, polyamory is the new mm. like vice of the ruling class or whatever. And then some guy comes in and he, you can tell that he represents like either Sierra Mist or Sprite or something like that because he's like wearing a green shirt but is blurred out what the brand is on front. And he's supposed to represent the old lemon lime soda and she's basically breaking up with him. You'll see it during the Super Bowl or we can read the old lemon later. lime soda like Sierra Mist or Sprite. 
you know, I said Sierra Miss is probably going after Sprite, huh? The competition. Right. Well, 7-Up was always like Pepsi's. Cause they seven, distributed it. They distributed it. Yeah. it. It was confusing whether they were actually a Pepsi product. But anyway, yeah, I think it's like, I think it's meant to go head to head with Sprite. Yeah. So it's probably this, this, this crying ex-boyfriend represents Sprite. And then when he starts crying, soda just starts pouring out of his neck and it's kind of upsetting. <laughs> Um, T-Mobile has another commercial with Zach Braff and Donald Faison. I was not a fan of these when they debuted during the Super Bowl a few years ago. The difference is this one has a Jason Momoa in it. I see you just fixed a typo. It's not Mamoa. It's Momoa. So this time they're all singing in the neighborhood or whatever. It's not that great. Um, the one funny part is at the very, very end... Jason Momoa needs to retire from doing commercials after the Baby Arms one from the year he did it with his oh, uh, wife or partner. Well, he's the only good part of this, I, I think. But anyway, at the very, very end, you hear a woman's voice and you realize it's an upstairs neighbor watching them all do their singing and dancing number. And she just said, can you guys do it again with your shirts off? Or do it again with the shirt off. And then we get a, a shot of um, Zach Braff taking off his shirt. She's like, not you guys. You guys are good, um, but not worth playing. It's just I, I'm not a big fan of those musicals, although that should be one. If we do the dance number one, that yeah. might. We're going to need to sit down on Monday or Sunday evening and figure out, like, based on what what actually ran like what are our categories this year you know we'll have best new artists we'll have best overall best comedy best drama but then you know are there enough to do a song and dance are there enough to do a uh, spoken word poetry is there enough to do movie parody you know we'll have to like look at the look at the full kind of spectrum of entries there's a teaser for a TurboTax ad there's not much to it so i'm not going to play it but it's featuring uh quinta brunson who abbott elementary, abbott elementary. i want to say okay yeah. which i i need to watch like that's good right you know it wasn't for me, but like, oh, okay. I'm not saying it's bad. It just didn't like ring my bell. Well, apparently she's saying, hey, get ready for the Super Bowl commercial. And basically that's all that's in the teaser. But here's why I'm mentioning it now. Um, according to a little CBS write-up, it says Intuit TurboTax will have a spot featuring, oh yeah, Abbott Elementary, creator and co-star Quinta Brunson and directed by Taika Waititi, a 45-second ad. That's always a plus for me. I love Taika. Taika. I'm interested in seeing what, what, what that is. Um, didn't Taika pre- uh, direct another commercial? that? We- oh, yeah. Well, we love that one with um, Daniel Craig. Him for- and Daniel Craig are both in it, and he they're both smoking, obviously, but uh, Taika uh, can get it. I have watched that ad on Instagram so many times. Like I'm like Instagram Are you can wearing you, the tape out? Can you I'm Is wearing, there a warble? There's a warble <laughs> in that ad on my Instagram feed. And I'm like I'm like Instagram you're not serving me this ad enough. So the last thing I'm going to mention I here I think it's for vodka. It, oh yeah, it is for vodka. It might even be for one of their vodka does No, I think it's for oh, like a okay. big legacy brand. I can't remember which one. Okay, so I've watched it a thousand times, by the way, and I still don't know what it's for. <laughs> Apparently, Uber Eats is going to have a huge star-studded spectacle of a commercial during the Super Bowl. And I don't know if it's going to be good or not, but the teasers are good. I'll start with the eh, kind of funny one, and I'm going to end with one of my favorites uh, of the day, actually. This is a quick 15-second teaser. There is a... Um, Singer, I don't know much about him, but you've probably seen the name pop up, Jason Jelly Roll DeFord. He's a large white man with a beard, and he's got a bunch of face tattoos. I'm not yeah. exactly sure if he's country music or what kind of maybe rock music, but like he was testifying in front of Congress about like the opioid crisis or something. I think he's like sort of like a kind of 
he's sort of like kind of a, a representing the working man in pop culture these days. I'm, I don't, I really don't know much about him. Yeah. But I think this is kind of funny. I don't know how it. I ties. love how the, all those concepts that you just named apparently now go together. What is it? What what concept? Like, oh, like the the opioid. He's, he represents the working man. He was testifying about opioids in front of Congress. He has a lot of face tattoos. He's on Instagram. Like, I don't know. That's a, that's a lot. I'm just saying. That's like a lot of signifiers. Well, this quick 15-second ad for um, – this is a teaser for whatever Uber Eats is going to unveil. We just see him walk into his bathroom, and I think he, like, looks in the mirror, and for some reason he's just now realizing he has face tattoos, which I have no idea what it has to do with anything, but I just love that idea. <laughs> What happened to my face? <laughs> Are these tattoos? They're everywhere. And they're horrible. It says whatever you whatever you forget this Sunday, don't forget to Uber Eats. And I just like that he's he's a real man looking at his own tattoos in the mirror and he's saying, This is horrible. That's great. That's a really, That's really good fun. Concept. That's a fun joke. Oh, it was Belvedere vodka. Oh, okay, for, gotcha. For Daniel Craig for that. Now, that is pretty funny. Here's a longer one that I find really funny, and this stars Victoria Beckham and David Beckham. And again, I don't know what they're building toward, especially with these two teasers in conjunction, but we see Victoria Beckham. We're clearly in their home, in their beautiful home. She's wearing a white T-shirt that says in plain black letters, my dad has a Rolls Royce. <laughs> and she's talking to the camera, and then David's going to join the commercial, but he's hiding behind a wall for some reason and talking from the staircase. It, it, this had me rolling. So David and I are going to be in a little commercial. Be honest. Be I am. honest. <sighs> OK, it's a big commercial. Tell them what it's during. David, I'm trying. No, tell them what it's during. I'm OK, it's during the big baseball game. The super big baseball game. <laughs> oh, was it the hockey ball? Hockey, hockey ball. Oh, and tell them about Jessica Aniston. <gasps> Jessica Aniston is going to be in it too. Thank you. We love Jessica. We love Jessica. <laughs> Whatever you forget, remember Uber Eats on Sunday. I love it. That's real. I mean, it speaks to me too because I get everything wrong. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, that's that really. You feel very seen, I realize, I in that seen. one. But I like that. And I think it kind of plays with their image as like somewhat vapid. I guess so. Yeah, I don't know much about them. Yeah, I don't know a tremendous. I mean, obviously, everybody knows who they are, and they're you know they're inc they're a mega mega global stars, um, and have been for decades now. Mm -hmm. But um, I, yeah, I think it it kind of play. I think it, they are having fun with their own image a little bit there. And I think it's it's a and they're, and also not knowing anything about American culture and a way of, it's a clever way of getting around saying Super Bowl because yeah. you can't say the Super Bowl in advertising like that. Um, Unless I suppose you could cut a deal, but you can't just right. say Super Bowl. So other people will say the big game or whatever, but you can play on the idea that, well, he's they don't a, know. And he's he's also a what we call a soccer player right. who probably calls it football. So there's like there's that kind of that layer. Yeah. Of and it I think as well, I think their lack of uh, their supposed lack of familiarity with American culture there feels very like. Like a part of the joke, you know? Yeah, exactly. A little slapback that we call their yeah. world sport right. soccer, right? So anyway, exactly. I, I don't – I have a feeling – sometimes this happens – I have a feeling that I'm going to like both of those teasers more than I'm going to like whatever Uber Eats actually I does I love Jessica on Aniston, though. <laughs> I know. I love – good point. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying. Only the echoes 
of my mind. I remember why we did three Super Bowl shows in a row last year, and maybe we'll do it again depending on what feedback we get. But the third one was all listener feedback yeah. on the Super Bowl commercials. So um, before we get out of here, because we are running pretty long today, as we usually do with this topic, um, I want to play one little jingle for you here. It's not sung by one of our listeners, but it was sent in by listener Caroline. Um, and I think it was last week on the show, listener Rebecca called in to talk about how Roto-Rooter is such a difficult... It's a verger. A verger, such a difficult brand to say and, and played for us a, a commercial where it sounded like the voiceover artist <laughs> might have been really working hard to not stumble <laughs> on that. Um, but anyway, that brought up memories for some people. And Caroline says, I love this old radio commercial that you can find uh, on their website. I only remember the last couple lines of this jingle. So I can't tell if this is a couple of radio radio jingles combined but roto rooter just kind of took a bunch of images from their company throughout uh the years it looks like this aired in the 1930s this radio commercial Rainy's trouble in your home get roto rooter on the phone trouble starts you cannot see underground the roots of trees reach out to choke the sore line and a stopped up sore means trouble Rainy's trouble Water in the kitchen sink won't drain. Bathroom water just the same. Laundry water that will not drain. A stopped up sewer may be to blame. Don't you worry, but don't delay. Phone Roto-Rooter right away. For quick first aid you can depend on Roto-Rooter to save the day. Roto-Rooter is quick first aid for clogged sewers and stopped up drains. The wonderful Roto-Rooter machine twists and turns and shaves lines clean. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And away go troubles <laughs> down the drain. Roto-Rooter, Roto-Rooter. I got the impression that several jingles throughout the years kind of combined into one there. Yeah, it feels like it, but it was great to hear all those lyrics I love that. and lines. And also a little triggering for us because we're worried about... Uh, <laughs> don't, don't don't speak don't, it into no, being. No, no, I don't know what you're talking about. What are you, what are you talking about? You can sell anything. You can sell anything. Don't worry about it. Our plumbing is fine. I tell my doctor that. <laughs> and the doctor's like, what do you know about my plumbing? <laughs> so anyway. Thank uh, you for putting that together. Sure. Yeah. Sorry that was really it was a little fun. long and breathless at times, but I did want to get through as much as possible to You came people. running into me today and said, Genevieve, Genevieve, I've got all these Super Bowl commercials. Stop the presses. Stop the presses. <laughs> oh, wait. Are you talking about me accusing you of being breathless yes, recently on indeed. the show? I forgot about indeed. that. Uh, anyway, please, we would love your opinions on uh, all of this stuff. Call us at 607-444-5597 and weigh in. Certainly, if you see anything during the Super Bowl or immediately after the Super Bowl and you want to call in yeah. while it's fresh on your mind, do it. 607-444-5597. Program that into your phone right now so that you can call us during the Super Bowl or immediately <laughs> afterwards. You can also email us, maybe even um, record a little voice memo and send it in. Maybe you can email that to after these messages show at gmail.com. And you can always check out the archives uh, of the videos I'm uploading to YouTube. Uh, old commercials from the 90s mostly just go to YouTube and look for After These Messages podcast. So that's where we are today. Oh, and Facebook. Yeah, and especially now that um, you know people are thinking more about commercials, even in this year that feels maybe a little mute, more muted than normal. Um, but 
you have a community. We have a community on Facebook of people who uh, are interested in this stuff. So get in there and mix it up. Start, but politely. Start some threads on Facebook. Can you wait? No, threads is a whole different thing now. I'm so confused. Who knows? It's Ron Donald do. <laughs> Enjoy the Super Bowl, everybody. Watch it for the commercials. We'll talk to you next Monday. Wine drinkers, bald head man, cuts clan swine thinkers. What motivates you? Let's go around the room.